we're going to add this message. What we're going to do is add the message to what we were doing last week. Uh, although I'm talking about Paul preached Christ. And I want to kind of bring you up to date a little bit here. So uh, let's give you our subject for today first. Let's go to the book of Acts uh, chapter 20. And I'm going to give you just, uh, well, I go to verse 20, Acts 20, 20. Because I want you to be able to see your message. And, and the reason why I continue to do this, because there's a difference in your message and the message that was preached by Christ and the message that was preached by Moses. And if you don't understand this, which I would say probably, now this is something. Jesus' disciples asked him, Lord, how many will be saved? Because he heard in the old covenant, uh, in the days of Moses, eight souls were saved. Now that's an awesome thing for in the whole world during the days of Noah, eight souls were saved. And then in the days of Jesus Christ, they asked Jesus Christ and then he said, with man it is impossible, but with God it is possible. So we live in a dispensation of grace, of course. Let's show you that first, Romans 6, 14. We are living in the dispensation of grace. And yet I say to you, there are not many people that are saved. Now you can say, Pastor, we have a hundred churches in Pontiac. And yes, you're right. But how many know how to be saved? There are three different messages. And you got to be able to know which message you have to believe. So that's why I preach so much. I'm praying for you. I pray for you every day. And because I want to make sure, uh, like Paul said to the church, if your soul is lost, this is what Paul said to the church, it's not my fault. Now that's what Paul said to the church. If your soul is lost, it's not going to be my fault. And so that's how I want to make sure you understand. My job is to give you everything. What happens in the body of Christ, this is what I learned because after the, so many years of ministry, you know, you can think you're there. You can really think you're saved. You can go to church so long, you just think you have arrived. I mean, I got it. When I receive the Holy Spirit, I already thought I had the Holy Spirit. Let me say it again. When I received the Holy Spirit, I thought I already had the Holy Spirit. So that's why I'm saying that. I thank God he didn't let me die and go to hell because uh, we'll, go to that, we'll go to that next uh, after this. We'll look at that Romans 8 and 2 after this. Uh, but let's go to Romans 6.14 first. I got Acts out here to give you my subject. Let me do that first, would you? Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Let me give you my subject first. And then I'm going to go to what? Romans what? 6.14 and then Romans 8 and 2. Okay, so put that down. So let's, let's go to work. Now in Acts chapter 20 and verse 32, I'm going to talk about this in the message, but not now. It said in verse 32, and now, brothers, 
I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Now I'm going to ask the people behind the screen after this, I'm going to look for this in the NLT because I want you to hear the word message. But I want you to write down definition for the, for the word, the word, when you said the word, when you said the word, W-R-D. You have to know that the word, one of the definitions of the word is the message. So when you hear the word, word of faith, it's the message of faith. When you hear the word, word, I'm going to show you here, what I'm going to be ministered on is the word of his grace. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to show it to you. But I'm going to show it to you in King James first, then in NLT. Uh, this verse 32, Acts 20 and verse number 32. It says, and now brothers, I commend you to hear this, the word of his grace. And what I gave you a definition for the word, word, message. message. So you need to take your Bible there, what it said, word, and put the word message. Because anytime the Bible used the word, word, he's talking about message. And I'm going to show you, they have definitions. I'm going to show you, uh, under Jesus' ministry, it was called, or really when it came out of Jesus' ministry, Paul's ministry, it was called the way. See, all that, the same word as the word. The way, this way, that way. So you will see all of that in the early writings of the book of Acts. But you have to know they're talking about the message, the word. All right. So in Acts chapter 20, verse 32, said, Now, brothers, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. And that word, word, there's message. We're going to show you that. And then I'm going to show you this word does something. Only the gospel of Christ do what I'm giving you. Now, just think what I'm saying. You have to really be able to comprehend. I pray, Father, that they'll be able to comprehend. I pray for you this morning between 3, 3.30 and 4 this morning. I pray that you're able to comprehend what I'm saying. And the way you do that is believe. Just plain, just, you know, don't try to get that up. Just believe. You believe with the heart. Just believe the word. And the Spirit will just pour this word right into your soul. All right? So here it says, and now, brother, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Then he told you what it does, which is able to build you up. So you have to know, remember, I, I'm connecting where I left off in this series because I taught on love, God's power to build the church, part one and two, in this volume eight. Now what I'm doing is I'm connecting the information to this series. So when you read a, read a series, you, it's just like if I had somebody to put these in paperback form or books, you know, they'll be able to put love, God, power to build the church, power one and two. And then part three and four, which is today, I'm going to be dealing with Acts 20, 32, the word of his grace, right? But I'm going I'm to show you, I'm going to use the word message. All right, well, here we go. But this word is able to build you up, number one. Number two is able to give you an inheritance. So you can't get to inheritance without the gospel of Christ. And yet 90 plus percent of church people go to church every Sunday and never hear the gospel of Christ. Don't even know what the gospel of Christ is. I'm giving you the message. Now let's look at the same thing, Acts uh, 20, 32, out of NLT. All right, I got my NLT Bible, but I, I know they put it on the screen, but I like to... Uh, Look at my Bible also. 
I, don't, I, I quote scriptures, but I also want you to be able to know it's in the Bible. See, I can just quote scriptures, but I want you to know it's in the Bible. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. When you get this, say amen. All right, verse number 32. And now I entrust you to God and the message. How many see it? And the message of his grace. King James used the word, the word of his grace, right? Just like when you get to word of faith, which I'm going to show you, it's really the message of faith. The message about faith. So here, I entrust you to God and to the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those that had been set apart for himself. Talking about at that time, it was the saints of the church of God. All right? Or dumbly Jews. All right? Now, the message of his grace, Acts 20, 32, I'm dealing with today. This is Paul Priest Christ, volume 8, Part three, the message of his grace. So I want you to be able to know as a pastor, as your pastor, the difference between the Old Testament teachings. Now let's give you, let's get those two things I just said to you because I'm going to jump right in here today in Romans 10 and what we left off with last week. All right. Now let's Romans 6, 14. That's where we're at. Now, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 14, and you also want to write down, because I'm going to go to that, Romans 5, 2. So write that down, because Romans 5, 2, we talked about faith receives what grace has provided. And I don't want you to forget that. It says faith receives what grace has provided. Now, I would, that's going to be Romans 5, 2. We're going to go there, too. Then I'm going to take you to uh, Romans 4, 16. See, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm give you a lot of things today because I'm, I want to get somewhere. I want to take you to Romans 10, uh, start with verse 5. So you want to put that, that's the last thing I'm giving you, Romans 10, verse 5 through 13. So let's cover all of this, what I just gave you, and that will bring me to my message. All right? Uh, Romans 6, 14. All right. I'm showing you in Romans 6, 14 that this is where you are. So people think this is coming. See, if you were in Israel under Paul ministry to the Jews or Peter, James, and John and uh, Jude ministry to the Jews, grace was coming. L let me explain that with you so you can be able to see it. Say, for example, we have three separate things I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you law, faith, and grace. So if you're right, you want to leave yourself a little category. Law, faith, and grace. Now, if I come over here in Moses' ministry, this is law. If I come here next, law brought me to faith. Faith brought me to grace. Do everybody understand? So on your paper, you should put those three down. This is how you're able to rightly divide the word. The Bible says rightly divide the word. So you have to know. All right. Now, if I go over here, if I, if I don't know Moses, 
Then I won't know what's going on back here or, or, or where we at. So, I, so, to, so, to get the, so to get the understanding, 1 Corinthians told us how we do it. It's 1 Corinthians 2. Uh, I'm going to have to read that one out of King James, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 9. Uh, God told you why he gave you the Holy Spirit. See, without having the Holy Spirit, there's no way you're going to know all this stuff. As a matter of fact, you don't have anywhere to keep it. That's the story when Jesus told, when the woman at the well told Jesus, the well is deep and you have nothing to draw with. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> All right, so I don't want to go that way. I, I got a lot of things open right now. But you have to have the spirit. Remember, I was pastoring the church. No, I wasn't. I was in ministry. I've been in ministry 40 years. I was in ministry. No. It had, before I came into ministry, I received the Holy Spirit. So I, I have received the Holy Spirit 40 years ago. But I did not understand what had happened to me. So when I went to seminary, I really went to seminary in Detroit. I want to know what happened to me. I thought when I started telling my testimony, I was hoping somebody else would say, oh, I know what happened to you. You received the Holy Spirit. But not that. People think you're really a little off. All right. Well, anyway, I don't have time for that. I've got to get my message. All right. So you got three, three areas I'm going to show you. Over here, when you deal with Moses, it's going to be called way. The Lord's, now, law way. So first, by law, you're going to put law way. Because he's giving you the way of how you was made righteous. By Moses, God's whole purpose of giving you the law to Israel was to make them right with God. So every way. So over here, faith, faith way. So what is faith way all about? To make them right with God. Now here come the Gentiles. What is grace? To make them right with God. So every way was to make them right with God. So God gave Israel the commandment or the Ten Commandments and the law. But what was the purpose? To make them right with God. But they couldn't keep it, right? Got it? They couldn't keep the law. So they could not get right with God. Now remember, they could not get the thing God had for their life until they was made right with God. So when Christ came here in the middle and died on the cross, what did he die for? To make man right with God. So it's simple, isn't it? When you just think, if you can write these things down, that was the whole plan of God. Man could not get back to the spirit realm that Adam fell from until he was right with God. So Christ had to die on the cross to shed his blood so he can wash our sins away so we could be right with God. So if you can just keep that kind of stuff going. All right? So let's look at these three ways. Now I told you, first of all, we're going to go to Romans 6.14, right? All right. Now Romans 6.14, it just told you where you are today. It says, Romans chapter 6, verse 14, told you where you are today. You got to know where you are. It's not going to happen. If you don't learn to live in the dispensation you're in, 
then you're going to be in the dispensation of grace trying to keep the law. Or in the dispensation of grace trying to live by faith. And that's what people are doing. Instead of realizing you're in the dispensation of grace, you are in the dispensation before Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That was a dispensation of grace. Once Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he fell from spirit to flesh, from the unseen realm to the seen realm. That's why he wanted to cover himself, cover his nakedness. Then he could see his nakedness. So that's what happened. He had fallen from grace. All right. And do everybody follow me so far? Now here we are in Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Watch what the Bible says. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Now remember, I'm going to be teaching you Romans chapter 6. I haven't gotten there yet. But sin shall not have, says sin, shall not have dominion over me. Now, why sin cannot have dominion over you? It's completely told you. You're not under the law. Because sin could only operate under the law. Because of the law was the knowledge of sin. So how did God get rid of your sin? He got rid of the law. We'll get back to that in our next teaching. So sin shall not have dominion over you. Because you are not under the law, but where are you? Everybody. Say, I'm under grace. Right. To say I'm under grace is like it was in the old covenant with Moses. They were in the, in the wilderness, but they were under the cloud. Do everybody understand what that means? God protected them in the wilderness. That's why I say you need to watch Ten Commandments. I keep saying it over and over. Because people do not know if you can get a visual that God took care of Israel cloud by day and fire by night. The cloud was over them. They didn't have no umbrellas. God took care of Israel being a cloud over them. They could look up and see the cloud over them every day like an umbrella. Cloud by day. And then at night, the, the, the cloud turned into fire over them. In the wilderness, he kept them warm. See, that was, it was cold. Nothing can get on them. God divinely protected them. Cloud by day, fire by night. That's why he said their clothes didn't wear out. If their clothes had got wet, they'd have rotted. He divinely protect them every, every day. They were under the cloud. You are under grace. Come on, thank you, Lord. I'm trying to show you something. When you realize you are under God's divine grace. Now, you, when you realize God's divine grace is his love, is his mercy, it's his power. See, all of the things that God's divine, if you're under that, under that umbrella. All right. Now, that's Romans 6. Now, let's go to Romans 8 and 2, right? Okay. Yeah, five, I said, but I said 8 and 2 first. 
Those are the first two I gave you. Then we're going to go back to Romans 5 and 2. So Romans 8 and 2, I says, the law of the Spirit. Now, this is what I want you to hear. I want you to hear the law of the Spirit. Say it with me. The law of the Spirit. All right. Now, he's telling you how he got free. How did he get free? It was the law of the Spirit. See, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. I'll, when I quote the word, I want the word on the screen. That way the people at home can see the, what I'm saying. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled or finished in us. All right? So, but you saw what he did for you. Now, with that in mind, the law of the spirit of life. What is the law of the spirit of life? That's the things I need you to know. When I first started this service, I said to you is, I was ministering. I, I, I believe I had started in the ministry. Thank you. And I says, I did not, I don't know that I, that I had received the Holy Spirit. Now, I thought I had. I mean, I thought I would just save anybody else. But I had not received the Holy Spirit. So I had to come to a place to realize that I had to know I had the Holy Spirit. Just like in, in the days of Peter, James, and John, they had to know Jesus and who he is. You have to know the Holy Spirit and know that he lives here. You can't, see, they knew he was with them. They, they saw him every day. You don't see him, but you live by believing, right? So you have to believe. And you have to come to a place to realize that there's a manifestation. Remember I told you there's a revelation of the word, but there's a manifestation of the spirit. Say that with me. There's a revelation of the word, but there's a manifestation of the spirit. Right. So when you get into, huh. so when you get into, uh, first, I'm not going there. I'm just going to give it to you for tape because I said it. See, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 said the manifestation of the spirit. But then Romans 16, 25 says the revelation of the word. So you have to know, and then I'm reading, I'm going to go back and read to you 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. I told you that we're going to go in there. And that's going to also show you that God revealed the word to Paul. So the word is revealed to Paul, but the spirit manifests. Everybody got that? So when you see somebody receive healing or salvation of anything, what is the Spirit doing? He's manifesting himself. See, when Jesus came into his ministry, Jesus turned the water into wine. Why did he do that? You go back and read the story. It said he manifested himself to them. See, that's, you got to understand. The miracles was done by Christ were manifestations. Now, when somebody find me that verse, they can find it. When I say that, they can find it and say it. I'll show you it's on the screen. All right, but let's go to Romans 8 and 2 again. Romans 8 and 2. 
for the law of the spirit. So you need to put down there the Holy Spirit. Because it says like this, the Holy Spirit, which lives in Christ, has made me free from the law of sin and death. How many can understand what I just said? So what happens if you don't have the Holy Spirit is my point. That's all I'm trying to tell you. You got you to understand. If you don't have the Holy Spirit living here, then you are not free from the law of sin and death. What did Christ, what did Paul teach you? What did God give Paul in Romans 6? The law of sin. See, I asked you to put that in your Bible. Romans chapter 6, over that, you should put down there the law of sin. Because that's what he saved Paul from, Romans 6, the law of sin. What did he save from in Romans chapter 7? The law, right? So when Paul gets to Romans 8, he says the law of the spirit of life. Otherwise, the Holy Spirit has now saved me from the law of sin and death. How many can see it? Raise your hand. You can see that. So once you receive the Holy Spirit, you've been delivered from sin and death. That's why I'm, what I'm giving you is so important. The first two messages that I'm going to give you cannot save you from sin and death. And God knows churches are filled with people who think they're saved. And you have to be saved from a law of sin and death. And that's only can happen by the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. You have to put your faith in his death, burial, and resurrection. All right, now we're going to go to now Romans 5, 2, right? That's what I need you to be able to, you know, when I get, that means you need to have it ready for me. Have the gun cocked. So when I said it, yes, Reverend, Romans 5, 2, that's what I need, help. That kind of way. I don't need the old, church, the old time way how we were down south of Mississippi. Every time the preacher says something, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need that. You know what I mean? And then, and then the church folk, then he's like, y'all going to help me out there? Yeah, Reverend. And the Reverend will hack and they'll hack. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a lot of hacking going on. All right, Romans chapter 5. See, the people trying to help the pre preacher out. And they was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a hacker, a hacker. He, I don't know, but that, after a while, I'm done with that. All right, Romans chapter 5, verse 2. Are you there? All right, let's read it. By whom we have access. Now, this was not us. This was Israel. Now, how do I know that? Because I'm going to give you the verse of Scripture to show you that's not you. But I use this and I say they were, they have access by faith. We have access through faith. How many ever heard me say that? All right. So here, by whom we also have access by faith, they had by faith into what? Into his grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So they had access by faith into his grace. We have access through faith into his grace. Ain't that right? All right, so two, two verses of scripture you should write down. That's Ephesians 2.18 and Ephesians 3.12, in case we get a chance to go to those. So they had access, by, they had access by faith into this grace. Now I use that scripture and the other scripture to show you faith receives. Say that with me once again. Faith receives what grace has provided. Now, hear, hear, hear what I don't want you to hear. 
in traditional religion, what you are hearing, people are using faith to get what they want. That's not what that verse says. The Bible did not say, when faith receives what God has provided, faith gives you access into God's grace. It did not say you can use faith to get what you want. That's what you hear in a lot of churches. They're trying to use their faith to get what they want. That's not what that says. Faith does one thing, and that's receive. See, I want you to hear it. I don't want you to go out here trying to operate faith, and you don't know what you're doing. God has already provided you everything. That's what the cross is for. And he gave you faith to receive it, not to get it. Do, do anybody, do any, don't you know there's a difference in receiving something and getting it? By faith, you got to get it. Through faith, you just receive it. There is a difference. I don't have to go to the bank and use by faith to get my money. No, I just go there and fill out the paper, give it to them, and just money come in there, money coming. Amen. All I do is receive because it's already mine. Do you understand when you receive, it's already yours? Say, when I receive something from God, it's because it's already mine. I'm not trying to get it. All right. So that's why Romans 10, 9 and 10 won't work for you because that is how you get it. You got to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart so you can get it. Do you understand? God already gave you salvation. Look at Acts 26, 18. See, you just got to receive it. You just got to do what? Receive it. All right. Now watch what it says. Acts 26, 18. He told you one thing that Paul's ministry is to get you to do is receive from God. So when I come in here to minister the grace of God, I'm not trying to get you to do nothing. That's why people can't get the Holy Spirit. They're trying to do something. They think they got to be water baptized to get it. They think they got to be able to do this to get it. You know, you can't, you can't bargain with God. You can't buy him out and all this stuff. God has already provided you salvation. Salvation happened 2,000 years ago. It's not going to happen again. The Bible is here to give you the record of what, of what God left you. Amen? This is his will. It's the New Testament and will. It's already been ratified by Christ, Romans 15 and 8. So he's not trying to get you to do something. He's not trying to, he, he, he just wanted, he left you something. My job is to tell you how to get it. Just receive it. All right. Now here we are, Acts chapter 26 and verse 18. Here's, here's Paul's ministry. To open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, 
Turn them from the power of Satan unto God, that they may, one word, what? Everybody. Come on, this is your salvation. What are you supposed to do? So he gave you faith for one purpose. What is it? To receive. Here it is, to receive. First, you got to receive what? Forgiveness of sin. Do you know there are millions of people who go to church every day have not received forgiveness of sin? You know why? Because they're trying to do it. The man told him, if you get water baptized in Jesus' name, it'll happen. And that's why they don't have it. Christ already died for your sins. And all you got to do is hear a man of God like Pastor Crump telling you this morning, just receive forgiveness. Christ came openly on the cross and said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And yet people won't receive it. Now, I, I, what must I do? See, they're over there in Acts. Over there in Acts, you had to, what must I do? But you're in grace now. Being in grace, you don't have to do nothing. Just receive. Let me give you another scripture. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, and let's start reading verse 15. Head to my message. I know I got some things you got for me, right? Hold on to them, because I'm going to ask for them next. So in Acts 26, 18, they had to receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith in Christ. That was Israel. That was the church of God. They were sanctified by faith. All right. So that's why we have to, we got to know. We can't guess on this thing. All right. Uh, I'm going to what verse now? Romans. Let's go to Romans. And I said 515, right? Now in Romans 5, can I do Romans 515? I'm going to stay with King James right now because I was going to switch over because I want you to see something, but I can do that later. Uh, Romans 5, 15, King James. Here we go. Are you there? Let's read. But not as the offering, so also is the what? Somebody says a free gift. See, see so if you got a, a free gift, how are you going to get it? Come on, everybody. If, it, if it's a free gift, you can only do one thing, that's receive it. You can't make it. I don't need you to give me no money to get a gift. God trying to give you his salvation and you trying to do something on it. That's why you hear people say, I got, you got to be water baptized. You in the old covenant, man. You in the first, you in the first part of the book of Acts. That's why they're using Acts 2.38 because they are in the beginning of the, of the first church, which were Jews. You are not in grace. You don't have to just receive. Watch what it says. Romans 5, 15. But not as an offense for all sorts of free gifts. Somebody said free gift. Free now watch what verse 15 says. For it is through the offering, the offense, I'm sorry, now, the, the offense is the, is the guilt or the sin, right? It is through the offense of many, of one, the offense of one, Adam, many be dead. Much more, much more, the grace of God and the gift. Let it give again. Come on, say the gift. The gift, the gift is, it now is by grace. Salvation is by grace. Which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath, past tense, abound unto many. Verse 16. And not 
as it was by one that sinned, that was Adam, so the gift, once again, said the gift, gift. uh-huh, for the gift for the judgment. The gift was for the judgment. In the old covenant, you had judgment. The gift paid for the judgment. Y'all, y'all don't get, y'all, y'all have no emotions. I just like that. Y'all just, I know you are, but I, I just like, seem like something all the move. Wind all the blow in the church or something, just like all to hear somebody breathing, something. All right. Verse 16. And not only as it were by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. Remember Paul said in Romans 8, there's therefore now no. Right. So the one was for the judgment. The one, so is the gift. For the judgment were by one to condemnation. That's why Adam brought you to. He brought you to Romans 6, condemnation was sin. Romans 7, the law. He had broke both of them. Condemnation. But the free gift. The free gift is of many offenses and brought you to what? He brought you where? Well, what is justification? Somebody made right with God. Come on, say it with me. Made Right. So the free gift made you right with God. Is that what you just told me? Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to show you something today, and you will never forget this message. It's going to be called the message of grace. So the free gift made me right with God. Now that's what you're going to put in your book, because I'm going to come back and ask you after a while. I'm going to ask you, what did I say in 1 Corinthians? And I say, I read it to you in Chapter 5, verse 16. And you're going to tell me the free gift made me right with God. Because the free gift was unto many offenses, unto justification, made me right with God. There it is. Verse 17. For if by one man offense, that was, that was Adam, because of his death, we got sin. Sin reigned. And then the next verse says, by one much more. Can you say much more? Much more. Right. They which receive. Now, now, what do you have to do? Receive. They which did what? Receive. It didn't tell you nothing about no water baptism. It did not tell you anything that you have to have, eat the bread off the table and the wine. It didn't tell you that. It didn't tell you that. See, that's what churches are doing because that's, that's how they think they're having church. If they didn't have that, they didn't have, would have nothing. The man up there ain't going to preach for five minutes, maybe 10, maybe 15. So they do that so we're going to have church. Come get communion, baptism. See, they did all that to make that church. That's you, the church. So that's why we cut out all of the stuff and got right to the word. We, we write down to praise and worship and the word. Thank you, Lord. That's it. That's church. Because that's what we want to get you to do. Praise, worship, and get the word. Oh, don't, have to, don't have to pay you to come to church. I get communion if I go. You don't have to come. Don't have no bread and wine on the table for you. All right. If by one man our fist death reign by one... Much more, they which receive abundant of grace and what else? 
Now, what was that gift he kept on talking about all that time? The gift, the gift, the gift. What was that gift? Now, that's why I did you say the gift of righteousness. All right. Now, under grace, you have received the gift of righteousness. Now, what did I tell you that that gift did? You got to hear it right now. It made you right with God. It's the gift of righteousness. Now, you got to hold on to that now because I'm getting ready to back up and I'm going to show you when I get to Romans 8, 10. I'm not there yet. Where I supposed to go next? You got all my notes. Romans. Well, I get Ephesians after this. Let me do Romans while I'm there. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16, right? All right. So you have to have both things to, to, to make it happen. You have to have faith in grace. But see, when people read Romans chapter 4, which I'm going to show you, and Romans chapter 3, I'm going to show you, they, they think, if you don't read it right, you think you have arrived, and all they're doing is bringing you through the three righteousness. When you study the book of Romans, it's bringing you through three righteousness. I'm starting at Romans chapter number 5, and I just showed you our righteousness is a free gift. Now, y'all listen to me. When I started Romans chapter 5, I said Romans chapter 5, well, what? Your, 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 your gift is what? It's free. But it's called the gift of what? So your righteousness is free. That means you was made right f- free. You didn't do nothing. Let me show you two verses before I get back to Romans chapter 4, 16, right? All right. Well, let's do Romans 4, 16 in case they have it loaded up. There you go. Now, after I do this, then I'm going to take you to another couple of places. Because you have to know, 1 Corinthians one thirty is one of them. Put that down. See, you have to know how you was made righteous. I just showed you a free gift. No cost. That's who Christ is in your life. Now, let me show you how it happened. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Now, you, you keeping my notes for me now, right? Okay. All right. Make me look good now. Somebody got to have the notes. All right, here we go. We're in Romans now, chapter 4, and verse 16. In Romans 4, 16. Are you there? We're in the King James. Therefore, see, when I read therefore, the first thing I say is, what you there for? Therefore, it is of faith. See, when, God, when you get the therefore, God gave you all the stuff before. Now he stopped and said, therefore, because he get ready to summarize. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. How many got it? I gave you three orders. I start over there and gave you one. I came here and gave you one. I gave, see, that's why I do that, because you can remember that. You can remember that. I gave you three orders. Right? Now read that now. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be. Can't you see, if you didn't do that, you can't do this over here. 
Therefore, it is of faith that it might be. So when God told you you're saved in Ephesians 2, he said, by grace, are you saved already? So it had to be. So you had to have the Abraham before you can have the Paul. You had to have the Abraham or Christ to give you faith. If you didn't get the faith here, you could not get over here where the grace at. See, you have to see the three dis- d- dimensions I'm giving you is how you got to see three dispensations also. Moses over here, he's doing something with the people. He's bringing them out of the law. He's bringing them out of bondage. He's bringing them out of the wilderness. But what did he really brought them out from? Egypt. So here he's coming out. Let's see where he's going. He's coming out of Egypt. Where are they going? Three steps. Until you understand the trinity of the word, you don't know the word. So that's, when, that's what always taught, God taught me. So when I heard law and I heard faith and then I heard grace, I'm going like, Lord, you're saying something. I just don't know what you're saying. He said, hear it again. Law, faith, and then grace. Law brought you to faith and faith brought you to grace. Now let's put that in, in, in context. When Israel came out of Egypt, everything they did was going to be finalized right here when Christ come. Remember, Christ is the fulfillment of the law. But then righteousness is going to be fulfilling us over there. Let me read it again to you. Romans chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Why? That the righteous, you, I thought you know how to quote the verse. That's why I was. See, he did that so the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not the faith after the law but after the spirit. The law of the spirit of life. Put it on the screen for him. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Why? For what the law could not do in that weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh condemned sin in the flesh. Why? Why did he do it? Here we go. That the righteousness of the law. See, the law had two sides. Two-edged sword. It had sin and death. It had good and evil. You didn't want the law. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled where? In us. So God destiny from law to faith to grace was making sure that what he was doing over here would absolutely, when Christ fulfilled the law, he fulfilled it, so why did he fulfill it? That it would be fulfilling us. See, that's why for he's looking. All right, Moses, look at the three steps. First step, they're in Egypt. Second step, they have to get out of Egypt, and they have to get into the wilderness, because the wilderness is going to be the second step. 
How are they going to get into the wilderness? They got to be baptized unto Moses, Romans chapter 10, 1 Corinthians 10. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 10. They had to be baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Now, everybody ought to know that now, right? Do I have to show you on the screen? Put 1 Corinthians chapter 10 up there, verse 1. One of the days I'm going to be able to just, I got you, Pastor. Just go on, Pastor. We with you. Go. That's, this is what I need. I need you to know this book. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So you got to know what happened with them. Back to the Ten Commandments. Show, show you every year. I ain't watching that. We watch that every year. Still don't know. If they're going to give it to you free, watch it. Here we go. Moreover, brothers, I would not have you to be ignorant of how that all our fathers, now this is Paul talking to the children of Israel, all our fathers. What did they do, Paul? They were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Now, why is he doing that? Because he's showing them where they were is where they are. These were the Jews 2,000 years ago. They were, had come to the fulfillment of what God did with Moses. Search the scripture. In, in them you think you have eternal life. They are they that testify of me. Keep going. So Paul, he said, and, and all were baptized under Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Why were they baptized? Because they were all baptized in the cloud and in the sea. So over here, they all had to be baptized. Here we go. Next, what had to happen? And they all ate that same spiritual meat. Keep going. And they all drank that same spiritual rock. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So here, over here, that was type and shadow. Over here, he has to preach to them now. Christ has to preach to them because they got to. Then he said to them, you got to eat my flesh. See, what is he telling them right there? No, 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 back up a verse. They did all drink the spiritual drink. The spiritual drink, John chapter 7, he told them about the drink, right? John chapter 7, verse 37, 38, 39. In the great day, the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. What, what's going on? He fulfilled the scripture. Put it back up there again. They did drink the same spiritual rock, see? And they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. So they drank. All right? But how did they get that water? He put a tree in the water, and it, from, it turned it from bitter to sweet. See, if you go back and study the Bible, if you know the Bible, you'll know what's going on, but you got to know the Bible. I'll keep telling you, watching TV every day, you will never know the Bible. But with many of them, God would not well please, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Okay, now they're going to die in the wilderness, they're going to die over here. Keep going. Now these things were our example over here to Israel now. It was their example that they should not lust after evil things as they lusted. See, they did it. He said, look, you got to follow what they did. They died. Neither be idolaters, as some of them were, as it written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. That's how they did when they took their communion. They didn't drink, communion, then they got up and had a party. Don't let us commit fornication. Some of them committed and fell in one day 320,000. That's what happened to them. So Paul is telling them, you remember what happened to them? Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the destroyer. That's what happened to them. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. That's what happened to them. Serpent bit them. 
over here sin. They were destroyed of a destroyer. They destroyed of serpents. Next verse. Now all these things happened to them in the days of Moses unto us, I'm sorry, unto them for an example. What happened to them was for an example. And they were written, Paul is telling them, 2,000 years ago, they were written for our admonition. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. 2,000 years ago, people still think the world is coming. The end of the world is still coming. See, you don't know the Bible. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There has no temptation taken you. Now, this is what Paul tell him over here. Which not, that's not common to man. But God will, with the temptation, also make a way of escape so you can be able to bear it. So he let him know there's no situation you can get yourself in. You can't get out if you really want to know, if you really want to get out. Amen? Because that's how they were tempted in the wilderness. It was called the wilderness of sin. Now here's the three dispensations. They came out of Egypt. They had to be in the wilderness, but that was not where they were going. Where were they headed? I'm asking you about Moses. That's why she keeps saying you watch the Ten Commandments, you're going to know all this stuff. Where were they headed? Oh, wrong. You don't know what their destination was when they left Egypt? Some of y'all still look at and turn Exodus off every year. Just, I ain't watching that. They've been showing us that girl for 10 And you still don't know. Knowledge is beating on your door and you still turning it down. You know why you're having a problem over here with, 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 with Paul? Because you don't know Moses. And then your, your dispensation coming up next. They had to get out of Egypt. They had to go through the wilderness. And to go through the wilderness, they had to have faith. They couldn't get through the wilderness without faith. That's why God gave them 10 miracles in Egypt. That's why Christ over here did all these miracles for three and a half years so they could believe that he's the Christ. And then they're going to have to get over here and go 40 years so they can get to grace. Paul wrote you the book of grace, but he's not going to be here to enjoy it. Just like Moses wrote you the book of the law, the first five books of the Bible, but he's not going to be able to enjoy it. He's leaving it for the people behind. Joshua is going to take you into your promised land. Jesus and Peter, James, and all these guys and Paul, they're going to give us everything we need, but they're not going to be here to enjoy it. He's going to leave it to Timothy and Titus and Pastor Crump to make sure you get everything you need. My ministry is to make sure you are in grace. They had three dispensations, three sections. They had to come out of Egypt, they had to pass through the wilderness, and they had to get into the promised land. The wilderness is where they had to believe. It's where all the fighting was done in the wilderness. The enemy came against them in the wilderness. No water, no bread. That's the wilderness journey. And one day they finally got in. They even came to the brink and God let them see it and sent spies over there. 
and, and brought the spies. The spies came back and said, them giants. We can't. We, they, we just like little grasshopper, them people. We can't get what we can't get this. And God said, I'm not trying to get you to do nothing. I just need you to go say it's okay. I need 12 spies to go, one, one from each tribe, to go over there and come back and say, it's just like you said. The land is flowing with milk and honey. You don't have to work. You're not going to have to build nothing. All the houses over there is already for you. You don't have to plant the crops. They've already been planted for you. Everything in the land is yours. And they came back and they said, we, 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 we ain't able, we ain't able. God was not looking at your ability. He just wants you to receive what he's already done. And that's the hardest thing for people to do. I can walk out here right now and hand you $100,000 in your hand. You look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Pastor, give it to somebody that needs it. And you, you, you know you need it, but it's just like, give it to somebody who needs it. I just did. <laughs> I just did. But you don't think you need it. See, God didn't tell you to receive because you need it. Listen, when a person's a giver, they're not giving because you need it. You don't understand giving. Why are you giving your offering every week? You're not giving your offering because you need it, because if you need it, you wouldn't be giving your offering. Well, God don't need it. You're giving it because you need it. I don't know if I said it that way, but that's what I meant. When I give, I give not grudgingly, nor of necessity. I'm showing God I'm a cheerful giver. I'm giving just like he gave. I already know that it's his so of thy own, I'm giving you of your own. And I'm letting God know everything I got, you own it. And because you allow me to use it, I'm going to give it back to you. And you can't beat God giving. Because as you give to him, he'll press it down. He'll shake it together. He'll get it to run over. And then he'll give it back to you. <laughs> but, how, but how does he give back to you? Good measure, pressed down, shake it together, running over, share men, men, other folk that you don't even know. We'll give it to your bosom. Because with the same measure that you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Man, my, my time, time is already gone. Come on, let's get a lot of great big hand. Man, I'm telling you, I didn't do no lot of damage on my message. Hey, the next service, I promise you, I will catch up. Okay? Hey, the door of faith has been open to you, but listen. First Corinthians chapter 15 told us 
Christ died for our sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. I'm going to take you through the three steps. There was law, there was faith, and grace. Are you in law? Are you under faith? Or are you in grace? Very interesting. This is an awesome teaching. Please don't miss the next service. Because either you in law, you lost. You in faith, you're not to grace. The children of Israel was in the wilderness, but they were not in the promised land. And there's a whole lot of folk is in faith. They're in, the, they're in the wilderness. And they're fighting. In the wilderness, you got to fight. The good fight of faith. Under grace, just receive it. God has already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And everything is in Christ. Can you receive what God has for you today? Hey, my time is already gone. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.